Hey everybody, welcome to another episode for DWZ Podcast with J-Rod. I'm your host, J-Rod, and welcome to Deleted WrestleZone. So, uh, I'm sorry I haven't posted recent podcast episodes for all of you. I've uh, been kind of busy this weekend. Um, if you guys know, outside of the whole thing with me with professional wrestling, I'm actually a drummer. I've been drumming for almost, what, about since... T- 1995 November October 1995 so do the math on that but uh today this episode let's talk about the Wednesday night war basically with promotions like AW Dynamite and WWE NXT uh I'm gonna say this I'm a fan of both promotions I'm not gonna lie about that I can't find anything about the ratings between the two but um they were pretty good shows so Let's start out with um, AEW Dynamite. It started out with um, Chris Jericho uh, celebrating as the Celebration. And of course, Inner Circle had uh, gifts. Uh, starting with Sammy, he had like a little a little thingy with him hugging him. And then the, then the Proud and Powerful Santana Ortiz had like the Bucara basket full of cool st- uh, stuff. You know, and then uh, Jake Hager had like a goat named Chris Jericho, which was funny. Then of course uh, Jericho's dad shows up wearing a um, a New York Rangers jersey. If you guys are not hockey fans, Jericho's dad used to play with the New York Rangers. And of course, this was in Chicago. Chicago has the Blackhawks, their longtime rival. So that's what happened. And then of course. Uh, Jericho had um, Justin Roberts to um, read the little thank you note from the network uh, saying that he earned a thank you. But of course, Jericho has this mentality where he feels like he's still being unappreciated. And he beats up um, Justin Roberts. Out of nowhere, here comes SCU dressed up as the marching band the entire time. So that's how it ended with that scene. Um, Later was told that uh, you may have known this person named... Daja Gonzalez, back then she was known as Daja Fuentes with WWE. She stepped up to be the ring announcer, but originally she's hired as a uh, the AEW Spanish commentator. So to, that day was mostly she was doing the ring announcer, which was great. So we jump in with the match between the Best Friends and the Lucha Brothers. And of course, the Best Friends were accompanied by Orange Cassidy dressed up in a turkey outfit, which was... Kind of like strange, but it was interesting. Of course, if you know Orange Cassidy, he normally has his hands in his pockets, which was crazy. But you should know, during AEW Dark, um, best friends uh, Trent was in a singles competition with um, with Pentagon Jr. and they, uh, Trent won the match. And then we were, I was thinking, are they not going to do that where they pick up a win? And it turns out it did. I was like, whoa, this is crazy. But it was a good match between the Best Friends and the Lucha Brothers. Then we had a women's tag team uh, consistent with B Priestley and Emi Sakuro versus Hikaru Shida and Chris Satlander. Now, Chris Sattler is the latest acquisition to join AEW. Um, there were rumors speculating that she was joining uh, WWE, but I don't know what happened. But now she's with AEW. Now, Hikaru Shida is... Number one ranked to face Rio for the AEW Women's Championship. Now, I don't know when that's going to happen, but it was... I can't wait. 
But for now, let's go back with the tag team match. It was great to see it. I wasn't sure who was going to win this one, of course. And then, in the end, it was B. Priestley and Emi Sakuru who took the win on this one. Then there was a little promo with John Moxley, who's looking for someone to step up his game. To see who would step up to face him. So, we all know he faced up Darby Allen, Joey Janela, Kenny Omega. So, basically, there's that. Then we jump in with the return of Cody, who is... Been out of action for a couple weeks since uh, Full Gear. He fa- This was a squash match against a guy named Matt Nix. And of course, like it always is a squash match as always. Cody was about to do an interview but until he was attacked by uh, these two guys named Blade and Butcher. Now, nobody knows who they are, but Excalibur seems to be the no- more knowledgeable. He uh, There were some people that were saying on Twitter saying he could have said, I know those guys. Those, that's the Blade and the Butcher. But out of nowhere, here comes the Bunny. You may know as Allie. It, I don't know what kind of... If this is a stable faction or what. But also something else. Um, I just found out recently. The Blade, is in real life, is the husband of Allie. So right now, it's great to see... It's good to hear that someone close to Allie is with her. You know, there'll be no problems at all. Then we jump into the next match with Pac versus Kenny Omega. Now, this match was more like a rematch with the events of what happened at Full Gear. Kenny believed that his loss to to Pac was the reason he hasn't been himself. So, I don't know. They were, because here's the thing. We were totally unprepared with the Kenny and Pac match at Full Gear. No, no, at All Out. But, yeah, it was All Out. But... This was one of those matches that could have been one of the dream matches later on in the in the segue, but it didn't happen that way, but it did. So I wasn't sure how this was going to be played out, but of course, the victor was Kenny Omega. Uh, we don't know if he will be in the title run. I do know that Pac is currently ranked number one at this point. And then uh, right after this match, we had the, the, diamond, di- uh, the Dynamite Diamond Ring. Would consistent of MJF along with Warlow versus Hammett Page. Now, this was a match that's already been set up a week prior to that. Um, there was a 12-man battle royale. Hammett Page and MJF won, were, won the match, the last two. But I've always suspected in this match that Warlow would be helping MJF as always. Uh, because we can agree MJF is a great heel the way he portrays it. And then by the end of the ma- match, um, MJF won. Diamond Dallas Page presented it. But, of course, he's willing to be the bigger man. Okay, look, I'm friends with Cody. I know what you did. I'm willing to put it behind me and be the bigger man. But, of course, MJF doesn't care about who's the bigger man. All he cares about who that he's better than everyone else, which that's the kind of storyline we're looking for. And, of course, there was a brawl between DDP and Warlow and MJF, but we'll see about that. Then all of a sudden we see Dustin Rhodes who want his payback against Jake Hager for breaking his arm at the the contract signing between Cody and Jericho, like prior before Full Gear. And then all of a sudden he was sneaked attack by the Inner Circle, by Sammy Guevara and Proud and Powerful. But out of nowhere here comes the Young Bucks taking their business. On them, and then all of a sudden we get a three-way shattered dreams. If you haven't recall that move, 
which was great to see all three of them. People are saying, oh, we're going to see Dusty part of the Elite. Well, I don't know. We'll just wait and see. Then we got a Dark Order promo. If you guys, it's kind of weird, like they're memori- uh, mesmerizing people to join them. It's a pretty good promo, the way I like it. Um, I think people are still trying to get to know Dark Order a little bit, but we'll see how that goes. And then we jump in with the main event with Scorpio Sky versus Chris Jericho. Now, here's the thing. They made the, the, the request. No seconds are allowed to be at either side. So that means Christopher Daniels, Franklin Gazarian, and Jake Hager are not allowed to be on ringside. But of course... We saw the interference from Hagar try to interfere, but SCU intervened. But it was a great match to see Scorpio Sky in the same competition, but he was close in nearly defeating uh, Jericho, but it wasn't enough. Jericho took the win. Now, he was about to make more painful, try to bring in the pain to Scorpio Sky, but out of nowhere, here comes John Moxley. He wants a piece of Jericho and the title. Now Jericho doesn't know what to make of it. Because he seems scarce. If you recall, at double or nothing, Moxley attacked Jericho. He was asking him, what are you doing here? Get out of here. So basically he was trying to act like, oh, you're stealing my thunder. Well, Moxley doesn't care. But there was some good shows on this one. But I think the one thing that kind of drew me back is the Blade and the Butcher I mean, they could have presented a different way. Like, let's see. Like, what, what, I forgot who was the one that tweeted this. This guy could have said that uh, Scalibur should have said, Wait a minute, I know these guys. That's the Blade and the Butcher. They could have done that. But, but yeah, they could have done that. But I'm not going to lie, it was a good show. It was really good. I, I enjoyed it. Now let's jump in with NXT. Now, if you all know NXT won Survivor Series... They were celebrating Survivor Series knowing that they beat WWE with uh, either three or four wins. But out of nowhere, Undisputed Era come out, try to tell people, you guys are stupid, you guys didn't do a damn thing. We're the reason NXT won. The problem is this, I didn't see that. You see, I know that Bobby Fish and and O'Reilly were in fact, they won the tag team match. The triple threat tag team match. So there's that. And then here comes Finn Balor. We don't know what to make of it. But we do know uh, Ciampa has set, as I said, on the goal that Adam Cole has. So there's that. But of course, they set up a tag team match for the championship between Keith Lee and Dominic Dijakovic versus Undisputed Era, Fish and O'Reilly. Now, at some point of the match, um, Fish uh, was... Was out. He was pulled out. And of course, we don't know what to make of it. And then, um, what's his name? Strodic Strong took uh, his his spot. It was a great tag team match. But one thing that was funny is that Adam Cole tried to interfere and Keith Lee launched him out to the crowd. And you see Dijakovic's like, you gotta be kidding me. What What just happened? And Keith Lee was still stunned like what he just saw. It was crazy. If you guys seen that, it was so so crazy to see. I didn't know what to make of it, but it was great. This was no Ace Romero. Now, if you haven't seen that video that went viral with Ace Romero, there's no way you can portray that. Ace Romero did it way better than Keith Lee. No, I'm not 
going to kid with you guys. Keith Lee is a tremendous athlete. He is a powerhouse. And I like his the way he uh, performs in the ring as a powerhouse. But he's no Ace Romero. Then we jump in with uh, a little payback, Matt. No, with uh, Candice saying he wants payback against Dakota Kai for what she did to Tegan Knox. You know, because Tegan Knox um, it was like a sister to Candice. And so was Dakota Kai. But Dakota Kai went heel on this one during War Games. It's still like it was like really crazy what happened there. Then we see. Then we go with the match with Shane Thorne versus Masur. If you guys haven't seen him, he made an appearance in uh, Crown Jewel a couple of times. And I forgot what nationality in the, in the Middle East he's from, but he was great. He took the win against Shane Thorne. I didn't find it more of a like one of those matches that got my attention, but we do see um, the match later with Candice LeRae and Dakota Kai. It was great, you know, seeing this like one of those matches but apparently the uh the Kodakai went, uh got disqualified for using the knee brace she was had more interest in taking out Candace LeRae but uh Ray Ripley shows up and save LeRae and she still has an axe grind against her on this one and then we see a little promo with Cameron Grimms all this and that and then we see a cruiserweight championship match between Leo Rush who was the current champion Against Akira Tazawa. Uh, I know Akira Tazawa was originally uh, the Cruiserweight Champion with 205 Live. But now that he's back, I don't know how he feels about returning NXT. But it was a great match. You look at Akira Tazawa. Tozawa, he was a striker. And Leo Rush is very athletic. But it was a great match. Seeing it, you know. But Leo Rush took the win. Um... I don't know how to make to Leo Rush as the Cruiserweight Champion. Um, I'm still trying to pick up the pieces on that. And then we went had another women's match with Zia Lee versus Vanessa Bourne. Now, Vanessa Bourne wants payback to Zia Lee after what happened to Aaliyah. Now, a few weeks ago, Aaliyah got her nose broken by Zia Lee with a sort of kick. And she was bleeding so much. And of course, this was like another squash match from what I can tell. But here comes Shayna Baszler and the rest of the horsewomen try to take out Zia Lee because uh, Shayna Baszler likes to attack those that she considers a threat to her, her championship reign. And of course, when that happened, uh, Shayna Baszler goes out saying that she should deserve all the credit, not everyone else, because she defeated both Becky Lynch and Bailey. But here comes Rhea Ripley. He told her that she was the one who pinned her at War Games. So basically, she was making an interesting point about that. Because prior to that, she did not pin her or submitted her. So basically, we may see Ripley. But there is talk amongst fans that they would like to see a Rhea Ripley become the next NXT Women's Championship. And some people say this may take place at the Royal Rumble. I'm not sure. Because I think there's still fans are being fed up with the fact with Shayna Baszler being the NXT Women's Champion. You know, I, I don't blame them. And I feel it too. Like, I, I feel like, I think it's time for someone else to step in. Then we jump in with the main event between Tommaso Ciampa and Finn Balor. Um, I didn't know what to make of it, but it, it was sounded like a great match. You know, 
Finn Balor is still like a mystery what they're trying to go with it because since he's since return to NXT has been great. And then Adam Cole tried to interfere, but of course, uh, uh, but Finn Balor won the match. Adam Cole was happy that Finn Balor won, but out of nowhere, he pales Adam Cole out of the blue. So basically, much of the tensions between what Finn Balor was doing is still is still in not in the clear as daylight. But I can't assume that maybe there's more to what we're not seeing yet. I mean, I'm excited because there's a lot of mystery what Finn Balor is because I know he wasn't being a much of a bigger deal that he should have been in the main roster either with Raw or SmackDown. But a lot of fans are probably happy to see him back as back in NXT. But we still don't know where they're going to go because, as you know, people remember him as Prince Devet back with New Japan. And he was the longest reigning NXT champion, but uh, we just had to wait and see. But as for the both for both shows, they were great. I, I love it. I mean, they're pretty good. Uh, I know there's some people that didn't get the ratings, but there are those that feel like maybe NXT was the better night. I'm not sure because I'm still trying to get information on this one. But you t- you guys tell me what you think. If you guys think NXT or AW took this past Wednesday night. Uh, leave leave a comment or whatever, or message me or do whatever. You can follow me on Twitter and um, is the leader WrestleZone. Uh, you and everything else. I do have a um, a YouTube channel. You can check that out. I will be back online this uh, Friday. Uh, but also we'll be doing a discussion episode with Nico going to uh Lucha Libre Taco Shop. But you guys keep an eye on that. So I must bid all of you adieu, so goodbye, and have a nice day. Bang!